1: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked on Texans, your daily podcast and news update. And as always, please remember to subscribe to Locked on Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Megaphone and Spotify. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime,
2: John, some sports guy, Hickman. uh, Damn,
1: I, I don't get the best friend no more. Yeah, I mean, you can always get the best friend. You want me to say it? Okay, here I go. Along with my best friend there. You happy?
2: <laughs> uh, the listeners at home don't care, but we care about being back with you guys for a Friday edition of Locked on Texans where we have to discuss a couple of things, one of which Brendan Cooks, Houston Texans' new newly acquired receiver from uh, L.A., the L.A. Rams. So uh, he had a chance to speak to Bill O'Brien today. And, you know, Cody, he was excited about that phone call. He was super excited about that phone call, and he you know, he felt like he has a sense of being wanted. Same thing with Vernon Hargraves, you know, when mm-hmm. he was released uh, in Tampa Bay, when he got here, he felt like he was at a place where he was wanted, and it, it, it kind of feels like you know, Brandon Cooks has the same emotion. The good thing about it was when is when I'm sorry, when Vernon Hargraves got here, he felt wanting wanted, and he also played better. Brandon Cooks in a new system now won't be, you know, playing behind Jared Goff, who I think is overrated, and that atrocious offensive line now here in Houston, maybe he will play better, or not necessarily better, but back to where
1: he's always been productive
2: getting over those 1,000 yards and six or seven touchdowns per
0: year.
1: Well, he actually talked about what went wrong in Los Angeles. He really didn't go into depth, but he was just saying that he was dealing with a lot of stuff on the football team. And John, as you know from the locked-on camp that we have here upon this podcast family um, you know we was actually hearing rumblings and rumors about a lot of stuff that was not going right and you can tell by all the offseason season moves that Los Angeles has made especially by departing with Ty Gurley um, arguably their best offensive weapon when healthy that lets you know that there was a lot going on in Los Angeles so you know I'm pretty sure that he's going to come into a better situation in Houston of course there's the Bill O'Brien factor of things but how excited for for him to say he was ready to run run through a wall to describe the excitement that he felt playing with playing for a guy like Bill O'Brien playing for the Texans organization that one lets you know that he's going to come in with the right attitude and two he feels like he's going to be able to get him back into a situation where he's going to be able to record over a thousand receiving yards once again.
2: Yeah, and also I think the question that is on everybody's mind is the concussions are the concussions rather. Is he going to hold up? How uh, is he going to, you know, make it through a 16 game season that has been somewhat overblown because he's only missed two games in his career where he's, you know, actually got the play time due to concussion. The, the, Thought on everybody's mind about the concussions is, well, we gave up a second rounder. We need him to be available game in and game out. We cannot have a guy that's always out just like what we already have in our rosters. Brandon Cook uh, did speak about that. He, and as right now, he said, as for the concussions, he's feeling great and he looks forward to playing football. So I think he's putting the concussion problem behind him uh, simply because it really has not held him out of that many games. He's been able to play games. You know, um, and he's trying to trying his best to put it behind him and look forward to a new football season with a new team. And you know what? Leaving LA, coming to Houston, new city, new role, everything right now is new for Brandon Cooks. And it will be very interesting to see how he is used in this offense with Deshaun Watson. Also up for today's show, we will be discussing with Zach from Locked On Gators are part of the Locked On family. You know we love getting the Locked On family here on the Texas because it's one big, sometimes happy. A lot of things behind the scenes that we—it's a lot of meetings, a lot of emails. But every day, every day the grind of just bringing the best that we could possibly bring. But Zach from Locked On Gators will be coming on the show today to discuss Jonathan Greener, his role that he could possibly have here in Houston and his time in Florida. Welcome back, everybody, on your Friday edition of Locked On Texas, where, like I told you guys a few minutes ago, we will be joined, well, we are joined rather, by our Locked On family member, Zach Abelverde, who represents Locked On Gators. Zach, welcome to the show. What's going on, man? I'm doing well. I appreciate you guys having me. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for joining us today. And of course, Locked On Gators, we just drafted a Gator. That's why you're here. So let's talk Jonathan Grenard and what he can possibly bring here. Uh, everything that he's done over the course of his time. You know, he spent one year in Florida. Uh, the last, uh, the, well, the years before that was uh, in Louisville. So he has played in different conferences, different defenses. What can we expect from him his rookie year and just you know throughout his entire career?
0: I mean, I think the first thing that you that you got to mention with Grenard is just uh. His personality and, and and who he is and kind of the energy that he gives off. I mean that to me is such a you know representation of how he plays. I mean, um, it really shows up on the field. Kind of the passion that he uh, brings out there, and and I think it was evident right away when he got to Florida. I mean, he was like immediately a team leader. He was immediately one of the best interviews on the team, one of the best quotes on the team, and you could just tell from a maturity standpoint he had it. Uh, from a football knowledge standpoint, he had it, and and then obviously when he put you know when he put the pads on, um, he delivered on Saturdays as well. So he was, um, I mean, he was a one year sensation, man. I mean, he he goes down to me as one. You know, I mean, if we're just talking defensive ends, if we even want to go to the buck position specifically, which is what he played in Grantham's defense, he's definitely one of the best that have ever played that spot. And then just, I mean, defensive end overall. Uh, in his one year, he really left his mark.
1: Hey, Zach, were you surprised by the fact that Grenard was still available by the 90th pick in the third round? And uh, where did you originally see originally see him going before the draft? Like, can we get some kind of sense of how much of a steal the Texans got by drafting Grenard? Yeah, I mean, I,
0: I think that there was the potential that he could be a uh... – a second round guy. I don't think anybody had him projected as a day one guy, but, um, you know, I guess a little bit surprised just considering the fact that he was the SEC's, a uh, sack leader. And, you know, he, he led in a lot of other categories and he just, um, what he did over the course of the season. I mean, Javar Zuniga got drafted ahead of him and I know that they play different positions or different type of pass rushers. Um, But, you know, I am surprised a little bit, I guess. I mean, I think just given the year that he had, the type of, you know, person that he was, I'm sure how well he sold himself during the draft process, that he, you know, I would have been surprised if he came off the board late second round, which maybe, again, I don't know how many people had him projected there. You know, he went, I think he was supposed to go in the third round. It was just how late that he went. Um, I was kind of waiting there towards the end and not, wasn't sure if he was going to be able to go on day two. So I definitely think the Texans are getting a lot of bang for their buck. And in terms of the value that he brings and the production that he had, this is really, really a good pick at 90th overall.
2: Absolutely. I thought he'd be going by the second round because of the uh, the, the needs of the edge rushing position. And he's going to be the in here in use, uh, which is great because I think that'll suit him extremely more than playing outside linebacker. Uh, One thing that I was able to get from Renard just watching some type of film on him, getting in the green room, watching tape, uh, he's very active with his hands. He uses his hands a lot, whether he tries to spin move, swim move. Uh, He's very active with just jumping at passes if he's not able to get to the quarterback. You know, everything that he brings with his skill set that we are expecting for him to, you know, use here in Houston can you just give us a little bit of insight of what made him that type of player and the games that he dominated in, in Florida for that one year, at Florida for that one year, rather, what made him so dominant in those games?
0: I mean, I I mean, first of all, you got to give him the credit because of the work ethic he put in and obviously, um, you know, wanting to perfect his craft. I mean, he was really good at it. And he, I think over the course of the year, especially once he got healthy again, because he did have the injury, that slowed him down kind of in the middle of the year. But by the end, like that Florida State game, I mean, he was an animal. Um, and, you know, really showed flashes th- throughout the course of the year. So I think just physically the amount of work that he has put uh, into his game, you know, the experience that he's had probably playing in two different conferences, I think has helped them. But, I mean, honestly, I've got to give some credit, or not some credit, a lot of credit to Todd Grant. Defensive coordinator who was also his coach and coordinator at Louisville. So, he coached it there, was obviously a big reason why he came from Louisville to Florida. And, you know, not only was Grantham his coordinator, but because of the buck position that he played in his system, Grantham was his position coach. So, I mean, he worked with him his entire time at Louisville, he worked with him his entire time at Florida. So, every time that he had a Position meeting every time that he was in, you know, in the film room, learning the game, learning the nuances. It was Grantham that was the one that was teaching him. And when you have a guy that's got that amount of NFL experience, that's had that amount of success as a college DC, and that's the guy that you're working with, you know, for several years during your college career. I think that's had a big impact into why he's so good, just in terms of his moves, in terms, in terms of some of the stuff that he's put within his repertoire and then also the X's and O's that he's um, really smart with as well with his football IQ.
1: Hmm. What kind of um, NFL comparison would you give a guy like Grenard? Because prior to the draft, the Texans were actually in need of an edge rusher, and that was a position that I was really looking at. And I saw where a couple people saying that he reminds you of a younger version of Jadavion Clowney, which is kind of funny because, you know, the Texans actually traded did Davion Clowney last August? So, do you see him as a guy like Clowney, or is there another edge russian in the NFL you see that he reminds you of?
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, I mean, honestly, the the way that he played and in the position that he played, I mean, he he kind of at least for me, from what I've seen covering Florida, he's a lot. Uh, I almost said I not want to compare him, but just the way that he was used a lot like Dante Fowler Jr., who was a first-round pick with the Jags and played with Mm -hmm. the Rams last season. Um, And, you know, I think that there's some of their skill sets a little bit different. But the thing with Clowney is I don't think that um, Grenard maybe had the length that Clowney did. But just, you know, his explosion at the line of scrimmage, playing off that edge buck spot, and his ability um, to really bend his knees and, and I think, excel there. Because that's not – Well, not an easy position to play, but, I mean, to be able to have the production that he had where he was leading the SEC in sacks, um, that that says a lot. So I'm interested to see how he is used with the Texans because if it isn't in the fashion that, obviously, Grantham used him, um, he's going to be right at home, and I think that he's going to be able to come in and fill that void, obviously, that Clowney left.
2: Zach, one thing I want to kind of get some enlightening on because I didn't get a chance to watch – uh, Gwenaire played every game, right? And you, you're overlocked Thorn Gator. You have way more experience in this because you just have the, the knowledge of what he does on the field. What is one area of his game that is his weakness? Or what are his weaknesses? What are, you know, some things heading into the league that he has to improve on before he can take that next step?
0: Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I, I think that... Uh, you know probably just um you know I think tackling you know is always something that he you know I think spoke about during the course of the season um is is always something that he can work on that's not to say that he's a bad tackler um but I think given the position that he plays and what he's asked to do sometimes in, in terms of uh you know the way that he's got to bend and and uh I think adjust to you know being in the hole the way that he does I mean there are times when he makes some really incredible plays and then there are times when it's, you know, I think he missed some, uh, it was tough that little stretch in the season where he was injured and he was coming off of that ankle. So, you know, obviously that makes it tough to tackle and I think that that probably had an impact on his ability. So, um, you know, that would be the one thing, uh, you know, I think that his move is something that really stands out. You guys mentioned the way that he uses his hand. Um, Obviously, you can always add new things to your game and, and, and pick up new moves at the next level, which I'm sure he's going to do. Um, but, I mean, those, those are kind of what stand out to me just based on what I saw from him that Florida.
1: Zach, before we get out of here, um, after the draft, I was really excited knowing that the Texans had drafted Grenard. And I, when we did our Sunday recap, I made a bold statement that John wasn't too fond of. I actually called him the Texans' best prospect that they was able to pick up in the draft. Would you agree with that statement, knowing knowing what you know, watching Gunnar for a full entire season? And can you go into what is his actual ceiling he can possibly reach in the NFL? Well,
0: I mean, obviously, I think as a guy that um, being able to find some stability, which, you know, he had with Grantham, but the fact mm-hmm. that he had to go through that school change, he went through a coaching change at Louisville, um so for him to be able to go into an organization that obviously I think believes in him, um, feels like he fits in well with their scheme, uh, I think the sky's the limit for him. I mean, he he's an NFL guy. I mean, he hmm. to me he's someone that I that I see having a career in the NFL, just because of one his ability, and that's I mean he proved it. If you come in the SEC with all those you know athletes on the defensive line all those guys that are skilled and you lead the conference and sacks, that says a lot um, to me. And then you couple that with just what he's learned in terms of being a sponge and soaking up all the knowledge defensively that he's gotten from Grantham in college. I think that being able to carry that into the NFL is going to maybe have him ahead of the curve than most rookies and probably just most guys that uh Come in and have an understanding of defensive concepts. I mean, again, he was the guy that was sitting in with Grantham every single week, every single opponent, every single game plan. He's getting it from the DC. Um, and you guys pull up Grantham's resume, you can see the years that he coached in the league. Um, so to to have that guy be the one that you were kind of being under the tutelage of, um, I think that's really going to give him an advantage. And then from obviously from an ability standpoint, that should take care of the rest you know, God willing, if he stays healthy. And, and I think that the Texans are going to be really happy with this pick.
1: Yes, sir. I know for sure. I'm very happy with this big pick. And, what, and from what everything you have said today, I am really excited to see what Grenard can bring to this organization.
0: I, mean, I, I can't wait to see what he does in terms of a celebration standpoint. He kind of already, even though he's not supposed to in college, he was, you know, he got celebratory after some plays and had fun. And um, I think that he's really going to kind of uh, take it to the next level now that he's in the NFL. <laughs> one thing I like about
2: Greener before we get out of here is, and I really hope it transcends over to the NFL. He continues to get better with time. If you look at his last yeah. year in Florida, August, one and a half sacks, two tackles for loss. September rolls around two and a half sacks, four and a half tackles for loss. October, uh, that's when he had that down mud because of the injury. But then no he came right back on. Eight and a half tackles for loss, five sacks. And then they had that one game in, uh, in December where you had one tackle for loss and one sack. So Over the course of time, he gets better. It's like that motor gets going. He gets comfortable, and he's able to attack. And that is what I'm looking forward to here in Houston when he steps onto
0: the field. No doubt, man. And I, I think the fact that he came in and um, was having to replace Chaka Light for Florida, who was also a third-round pick last year with the New York Jets, but he had first-round talent. He was projected to be an earlier pick. I mean, I, you know, some mock drafts had him as a first-round when he came out and um, decided to turn pro early. And then I don't know if you guys remember at all, but during his draft process, he just butchered it. and Really had a, a bad combine. Uh, didn't do well in the interviews, and his stock fell all the way to the third round. Um, but before all those issues happened, when he was at Florida, he was he was really good. And Granard came in last year and was an upgrade from what Polite was. You know, totally outpaced his production. Uh, was much more of a force in the defense. So uh, you know, you could kind of tell when Grantham got word that he was coming that he was excited about that addition and, and we found out why
1: well like i mentioned man i'm really excited about the addition of Grenard, and thank you so much zach for coming in on today's show and just being a part giving us an insight of what we can expect from Grenard. can you please tell the listeners where they can find you at on twitter
0: for sure yeah you guys can follow me at uh zach Alaverdi. that's z-a-c-h-a-b-o-l-d-e-r d-i and uh yeah man always great to uh you know, talk to my fellow locked-on brethren.
1: <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. And I'm pretty sure that we're going to bring you back on the show sometime, probably, hopefully, if we have a training camp or sometime throughout the season so we can give you an update to let you know everything that you said about Grenard was true. I am so excited once again. Like, we, we got we got this guy.
0: Yeah, no, I, like I said, man, you asked about, um, you know, his – it's kind of where he stacks up among their draft picks. And, um, you know, I I don't know what the other needs were in terms of, you know, the team and and kind of where those rank. But, you know, in terms of a personality and a fan favorite, you're going to be hard-pressed to find somebody more than uh, Grenard from this draft. class.
2: You know, listeners, everybody at home, hopefully you are at home if you're not at work. Hopefully you guys are staying out of the way. We know Houston is opening back up, but ease into it a little bit. Don't just go all in and go hard. You gotta do it nice and smooth. We're talking about going back out in Houston. But anyways, just to kind of give you somewhat of Texas news safety, former Houston, Texas safety, Tasha Gibson did sign a one-year deal with the Chicago Bears. I'm John Some Sports Guy Hickman. Always follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two wise. Also follow the lock on Texas Twitter page. At Locked On Texans. And you know I can't do this show without my boy. Follow him as well. Cody, where can they find you?
1: Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24.
2: Like I mentioned earlier, the city of Houston is slowly but surely opening back up. That don't mean y'all gonna run y'all behinds out there. Continue to play it safe, guys. We'll be back next Monday with more Locked On Texans. Peace.